Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Well, we're back home again. That's what we feel when we land out here. We always go, my Lord, isn't God good? It's been an awesome year since I saw you. So many miracles, signs, and wonders. God's up to something bigger than we can even imagine. There's something about to happen. When I was walking around this auditorium praying today, the Lord kept saying, this house has become a portal for me to show my glory. Something awesome is in this place. No matter what you're facing, what you're needing in your life, this is a place God designed. God birthed it through the great apostle that is, is a church builder. And God has set you here, raised up pastors, leaders. This is a moment in our lives like no other. I've never seen in my day, in my life, such an opportunity for God's people. And thank you for allowing us to come the 19th year in a row. I was telling some of my pastor friends, I said, 19 years, I've been flying to Hobbs, New Mexico. They said, Hobbs, New Mexico? I said, you'll never believe it unless you go there. Something gets into your system. I don't know if it's something you put in your food. I don't know if it's something you put in your water. Something about it, you start longing and, and dreaming and thinking about, got to get back to the desert. Let's see what God's doing in Hobbs, New Mexico. Such an honor to just be here with you. Dee and I helped start two new churches last year, and they're just doing awesome. God's going to raise up men and women of God to take this nation back. I said God's going to raise up men and women to take this nation back. The best that has ever been is about to happen. I believe with all of my life, I was telling pastors today, and I let them look at it on my phone, a word that Kenneth Hagin Sr. spoke, and I don't know what you think about him, just don't talk about him in my presence. I'm, I'm Apache when you start crossing that line. Really Cherokee, but I can turn. And uh, But I love... Dr. Hagen, I love the word of faith that he was born to bring to our lives. It took me from disaster, from destruction, into the blessing of God. He taught me verse by verse how to stand on the promise of God, how to look the devil square in the eye and say, you ain't coming no further. So there's something in my heart that respects a man, that respects the word, and can break it down supernaturally so it can change my life. And I had the privilege the first time uh, I was ever slain in the Spirit. If you don't know what that is, you'll find out, maybe tonight. But the first time I was ever slain in the Spirit, I went to one of Papa Hagen's meetings, Nashville, Tennessee. I was pastor my first church, and uh, one of my pastor friends that's still in covenant with me to this day, called and said, his name is Mike Perky. Some of you may have seen him through the years on TBN. He said, let's go see Papa Hagen tonight. I said, who's he? 
He said, man, he's going to set you on fire. So I went, went to this meeting, and things were just rocking and rolling along, great atmosphere. And all of a sudden, he said, that skinny guy on the back back there. I looked at Mike. I said, he ain't talking about you. <laughs> Mike weighs 300. So he said, no, he ain't talking about me. I said, well, I hope he's not talking about me because I, I just came to just participate in the blessing of God. And he said, okay, you're sitting back there talking to that heavyset guy. I said, you talking about me? He said, yeah, come up here. I walked up there, and I was raised in church. I was raised around the move of God, healed of leukemia when I was 12 years old. So I knew about the power of God. But I'd never seen it at this level of manifestation. There was something electric in the atmosphere. And so when I walked up toward him, I was about six feet from him, maybe seven feet, coming up the aisle, and he started prophesying to me, telling me all the stuff that God was going to use me for. And about the time I got to right about where that, you would make the turn toward him, the power of God hit me, and I went down. They didn't have no catchers. Y'all don't know what catchers are. Well, you, you'll find all that out. You stay around here. But anyway, something happened in my heart that night that plugged me in. I started studying his books. I started listening to his, that day was cassette tapes. That tells you how old I am. And I was listening to his cassette tapes and, and just feeding on that Word of God that began to transform my life. So suddenly, when a problem happened, I looked at it different. I didn't look at it the way I used to look at it. I looked at it as an opportunity where God was about to testify. Well, just before he died, he said these words, and I just, I've got to just start this meeting with them because it's been in my heart like fire for two days. I found it yesterday morning early, and I thought about all the flight out here, thought about it all night talk to the pastors about it today, but here's what he said. He prophetically spoke that a new day was coming with a wave of God's power and the presence of God like had never been seen before. I personally believe this is the day. I believe 2022 is the day God's about to testify. He's about to do things others said couldn't happen. He's about to pick people up from nowhere and set them in a place of power and authority that's going to change a nation. God is about to do things that people have said, well, that might happen. I don't know if that's going to happen. Listen to what the man of God said, the prophet said. Just before he died, he said this, I am convinced beyond a shadow of my doubt, I am convinced the wave that is coming. Somebody say a wave is coming. Say it again, a wave is coming. Prophesy to your neighbor and say a wave is coming. A wave is coming that will be twice as high as the healing wave, the charismatic wave, the word of faith wave, all combined. Something is about to happen. Something dramatic, supernatural, 
like you have never seen is about to take place. It's not going to skip over Hobbs. You're going to be that portal that God can use. You're going to be that people of God that God can use for great and mighty things. And so tonight I want to talk to you about God's ways are not your ways. That it's time to move into the promise of God and what God's about to do, you're not going to fully understand it when you start following into this new realm of glory. God is about to do things that you've never tasted, and you're going to say, God, I trust you. God, I believe you. I thank you that you're doing these things. You will see cancers fall off. You will see blind eyes open. You will see the lame walk again. You will see supernatural debt reduction. You will see the sovereign hand of God as he brings about the miraculous into our lives. I'm glad that God let me live for 2022, where God's about to unveil his arm of power. He's about to do things uncommon in your life. He's going to meet you at your point of need. He's going to change things in your life suddenly. It's not going to take 10 years. Suddenly, things are going to change. My practice in my life has been for years. I read at the beginning of a new year the book of Exodus, the book of Acts, and the book of Joshua. I read them in that order so that I can get a photograph of what God is about to do. I'm taking my text from one of the most powerful Old Testament scriptures in the Word of God. In It's one of my favorite books, the book of Exodus. If you haven't spent some time in Exodus, you need to do it. Exodus simply means exit. How many is ready to leave some stuff behind? God's saying, as we come into this conference, there's going to be an exit. An exit from sickness, an exit from problems, an exit from challenges. There's going to be an exit from things that have plagued you. There's going to be an exit from fear. There's going to be a new confidence, a new assurance that's going to come over your life that you know you can trust God to finish everything he started. God is a finisher. If I can tell you anything about the kingdom of God, God will finish what he starts in your life. Philippians 1, 6 said he's a finisher. He will finish the dream God put in your heart. He'll finish the word that God gave you. Some of you about to give up on a prophetic word. Don't give up. God's about to manifest it. Don't let go of the promise of God. It's about to happen in your life. I believe we're about to see the greater glory. Can somebody hear me tonight? We're about to see the greater glory, the greater power, the greater provision, the greater supernatural than we've ever seen in our lives. I told you I've been raised around it, but I sensed something happening as I started preparing my heart for 2022. God is about to do the greater. Haggai 2.9 said God's glory would be greater than the latter house. 
the latter house will have more glory than the former house. Let me get it right. God is about to show his glory at a whole new level in our life. Folk, I want to see the sick healed instantly. I want to see the miracles happen instantly. I want to see your family members delivered instantly from the powers of the enemy. I'm tired of people wrestling with problems that God said we have the authority and the power to put an end to. God said there's a wave coming like you've never seen. The wave of the great charismatic movement. I was in Montgomery, Alabama when it hit and Catholics started coming. I thought, what in the world? I'm an old-time Pentecostal, died in the wool. Who are these people coming with collars backwards? And there's coming with them black things on and them hoodies on their head. Them nuns had the craziest clothes on. And they came. There was about 150 of them came. And I said, what are y'all doing here? And they, they said, well, we heard y'all was having a move of God over here. I said, I didn't know you liked that. Hello, somebody. Some of y'all looking real funny at me. You're going to learn I'm just plain vanilla. I just said, I don't know y'all like. They said, we're hungry. We're thirsty. That was the beginning of the great charismatic movement among the Catholics, where suddenly I realized Catholics are just like everybody else. They're just hungry for an encounter with God. I began to see those Catholics as they come and get busy filled with the Holy Ghost and lay all over the floor and dancing and being crazy. And I thought, my God, give us some of that. Hello, somebody. I believe God's about to do it again. I said, I believe God's about to do it again. There's a move, a wave, a glory coming that's going to surpass the charismatic movement. Then the word of faith that taught me how to stand and believe and accept the plans of God, how to leave poverty and welcome in the blessings of God that I never understood. I was raised Pope. Y'all know me? That's P-O. Because I couldn't afford the O-R. Pope. But I found out by studying the Word of God that Jesus hung on the cross, that the curse of poverty could be broken off of my life. When that truth came in me out of Galatians 3.13, sickness left me, poverty left me, bondage left my life. Something erupted in me because verse 14 said that the blessing of Abraham might come on me. Somebody's got to hear me tonight. You're about to get blessed. I said you're about to get blessed. I come to make an announcement to you. You're about to get blessed. Bigger and better than you've ever thought. So Papa Hagen said there's a move of a wave of God coming that is going to surpass all that. I believe we're living in that moment when God's about to testify everywhere you go. You're not going to be able to hide it. God's going to be so heavy on your life, every, every person you touch is going to be affected by the presence of God. We're moving into a new dimension. So as I begin to read the book of Exodus, 
and I begin to realize it's my turn to exit some things. I'm stepping into another level. I'm moving to a new dimension with God. I'm walking in a new realm of the Spirit. I was hungry. I was thirsty. Then God took me to a scripture in Exodus 13 that I'd like to use for a text with you tonight. But before I get there, I want to go to Isaiah 55. I won't read all of Isaiah 55. They can put it on the screen. But he basically is saying, your ways are not God's ways. Your thoughts are not God's thoughts. And until God can change your thinking, he cannot change your future. You've got to begin to think that there's a God in heaven that's going to turn things around for you like you've never seen them turn around before. I believe we're stepping into a year of supernatural turnarounds, things that's plagued you, hurt you, things you haven't understood. God is about to turn them around. Somebody say, I'm ready for a turnaround. Psalm 37, 23 said, God orders your footsteps. God orders your footsteps. How many knows that God can order your steps? If you'll hear him, you'll hear the instruction of God. He will always lead you to the better. He'll never digress with your life. God always seeks to lead you up and to greater things. Get that in your heart tonight. God never wants you down. God wants you up. The plans of God are to lift you up and let you enjoy abundant life. John 10 and 10, Jesus came to give you, the Amplified said, abundant life, a life that overflows. I want God to overflow in 2022 in your life. I want Him to show you His grace. I want Him to show you His goodness. I believe we're going to have a flood of the goodness of God that's going to restore what hell has destroyed. Come on, somebody. I've been looking at people and talking to people all during the last year and the year before and telling them you've got to come to a new level of trust in God that God still will do the unexpected in uncommon ways from, un uh, from places you never have had Him do things for you before. God is about to testify. Are you listening to me? And the way God testifies is through you and I. God's about to testify of His grace, of His goodness, of His mercy, of His power. In your life, in your family, God's about to save the entire family. I'm talking about that old ungodly, mean, cranky. Yeah, God's about to change them suddenly. There's going to be a turn that's going to get a hold of their heart and change their life. Now, go to Exodus chapter number 13. And let's look a little bit at what God's saying to you and I from the Word of God. Because He's ready to talk to us tonight for just a few minutes. Look at verse 17. I'm going to read it from the NIV. It said, when Pharaoh let the people go. Now look at me one second. Pharaoh could not help but let the people go. 
I want to tell somebody God's fixing to give a command and say, let my people go. Hello, somebody. I'm talking about sickness has got to go. Pain has got to go. Disappointment's got to go. Things in the past of rejection have got to go. God is saying, my people have got to be free. So he said, and this, you've got to understand, just reading God's Word, studying God's Word, staying in His presence, God began to talk to me. He said, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though it was shorter. That's the Bible. Though it was shorter. I don't know about y'all. Patience is not one of my great virtues. I like for things to happen instantly. I like things moving and shaking. That's just my nature. My mom told me the minute I was born, I started giving orders. That's just my nature. It's my nature. But God led them. Now, underscore that in your heart. God led them not in the shortest route. I said, oh, Lord, I like the shortcuts. God said, there's a reason that I didn't lead Israel in the shorter distance. Are you listening? See, the reason some of you have had to go the way you're going and have gone, even though it was not the shortest route, has a purpose. There's a reason for it. What happened and what's gone on and some of the struggles you've gone through and some of the situation. God did not lead them because he was concerned they'd get discouraged in warfare and turn back to Egypt. I know y'all would never do that, but anyway, there are people that would do it. And so God said, we're not taking you that way. Now look at verse 18. So God led the people around the desert road toward the Red Sea. Look at me one second. He knew the Red Sea did not have a bridge. He knew the Red Sea was a blockage from the promised land. Hmm. Why would God lead Israel around the desert road toward the Red Sea that is a blockage? Well, I have to have answers. I'm a guy at questions. So I said, God, I'm talking to God about this scripture. Now, Lord, I've been preaching for five decades, but now I'm fixing to get serious with you. Why did you lead Israel? Because they were led by God to an impossible situation. Why in the world did you do that? 
And he said, read on. So I began to read and study at another level the book of Exit. And here's what the Lord began to speak to my heart. You can write down the first thing that I want you to get a hold of, that I want you to have deep in your heart. God's ways are always intentional. God's ways are always intentional. And I said, okay, Lord, I, I can receive that. He said, everything that I allow my people to go through has a purpose. Every situation in their lives has a reason. Because everything I do in their life is intentional. When I had leukemia at 12 years old, I didn't understand it. As a 12-year-old boy, I understand very clearly now. Because when I see somebody with leukemia, I already know he will heal leukemia. When I see somebody with cancer, I know he will heal cancer. He healed the cancer of my blood. At the time, my dad, my mom, my little brother, and myself was walking through this situation of my dying at 12 years old. I didn't understand it. But everything God does is intentional. Now, can you take that into your heart, that right in the middle of whatever you're going through, God has a plan. He doesn't do hocus-pocus stuff. He doesn't say one thing one day and another thing another day. God is consistent. God is faithful. And God will do what he said he'll do. I want to tell you right now, you can take it to the bank. If God spoke a word to you, I don't care if it's been six months or six years, the day's coming, it's going to manifest. You followed God. You've done what God said to do. And God's ways are intentional. When I went into a church in West Palm, Florida, to preach for my friend, I was not looking for a woman. I went there to bless the saints. I was invited. But good God Almighty, God's ways are intentional. Oscar, I looked up on the platform, and I forgot what I was there for. I said, where in the world am I, and what am I about to do? But God's ways was intentional. I'm just trying to loosen some of y'all up. God's ways are intentional. Sometimes you meet somebody. You don't understand even why you met them, but maybe a little bit later, God's ways are intentional. You're following God. You're doing what God said. You're doing everything God spoke to you to do. But sometimes you face things that you don't understand. And it's okay to ask God, why? Why am I going through this? What's going on in my life? God, I'm a tither. I'm a giver. 
I'm a first fruits giver. I'm a seed planter. I'm faithful to my church. Why am I going through this situation? And God will always give you an answer. He'll either give it to you out of the book, out of your prayer, or by the man or woman of God speaking in your life. But he'll give you an answer. I look back on my life now, and I see the steps and the ways that God directed my life. God is intentional. So when he told the children of Israel, go over there and borrow all the silver and gold that the Egyptians have and gather it up and pack it on your camel, you're fixing to leave here, but you're not leaving empty-handed. I'm, I'm here to tell you, God's about to exit you, but you're not leaving empty. I said, God's about to move you to another level in the kingdom, another level of his power, but you won't leave empty. God's about to bless his people till you have to start saying, God, I don't know what I'm going to do with all these blessings. There's about to be an overflow of the blessings of God. I speak to you by the Holy Spirit. God's about to give you an overflow. But why in the world would God take them the long route, take them the desert route, and then take them to the Red Sea and they can't cross? Behind them they hear the hoof the hooves of the horses and the chariots coming to get them, recapture them, and take them back. They look on each side. There's a mountain. There's no way. There is no escape. And all the time, God said, I'm working a plan. See, some of you right here tonight, God is working a plan. You're not here by accident. You're not in first fruits by accident. You didn't connect to this church by accident. God's working a plan. And his plan is always to bless you. Get it in your heart tonight. His plans is to heal you. His plans, and folks, I'm telling you, we better become a healing center. I said we better become a miracle center. There's people that are destitute. They are desperate, and God's going to send them for miracles to this house. God wants to heal, deliver, and set people free. We're seeing it over and over again. I could stand here forever and tell you testimonies, but God said for me to speak on this tonight and tomorrow night, and I'll wrap it up tomorrow night, but I want to tell you this. God's here to help somebody tonight. As well as I know what my name is, there's a miracle in this room tonight. Somebody's about to have a freedom, a direction, a peace, a supernatural take place in your life tonight. When I begin to get ready and prepare my heart, I begin to say, God, this is a meeting like we've never had. Nineteen years of coming, being blessed, seeing the power of God. And God began to say, I'm about to do something on opening night in the supernatural. How many here tonight's ready for the supernatural? How many need something big from God? I'm not talking about some little headache. I'm talking about you need something major from God. You're ready to say, God, I want you to do something big. You know you've been led by the Spirit. You've been led by the presence of God. But tonight you need something. Because God said he's going to testify on opening night. I want you to stand with me quietly in his presence.
Moto Bukur I got to obey the Holy Spirit. I asked Pastor and Apostle both tonight if they just give me the freedom. They both said, you know, you have freedom in this pulpit. I just got to obey God. I can't, I can't just go on. I have to obey the Lord. The Lord said the first act to release the miracle power of God. He wants you to bring an offering and lay it on this altar. I'm not talking about your first fruits offering. I'm talking about a seed that you're bringing to God for a purpose. It's something that I live by. This is not something I just do. Dee and I live this way. God spoke to Dee and I not too long ago. We were in a service. wasn't in our service. We were in a service. There to bless a ministry. We wasn't going to get anything out of the service. We said, we're just coming to bless the ministry. God spoke to us so clearly. He spoke to Dee first. She looked at me and I was trying to ignore it. God said, give $10,000 to this ministry. We both looked at each other, knew exactly what God was saying, and did exactly what he said. It has opened up things to us that I cannot even start to explain in this moment. There's something about a seed given out of obedience. I don't know whether it's $100, $500, whether it's a dollar. But if you need a miracle, you need God to do something uncommon for you tonight, you're ready to step out into the promises of God. You're ready to transition into a whole new level with God. God said this is a night. It will start in this service right now, the first service of this meeting. But I want you to obey the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking bring a little tip down. God's talking to you about bringing an offering, an offering that you'll know you brought to God. Now I want you to do it. I want you to do it quietly. I want you to begin to come out and just lay it here on the altar. Just bring your offering, lay it here on the altar. Just lay it on the altar. I'm about to call and start laying hands on folks. God's going to do incredible things, but I want you to come. Bring your offering, lay it on the altar. I'm going to speak a blessing over it. It's going to work miracles, signs, wonders. It's going to do things for you that has been a blockage in your life. I hear the Lord saying some of you have had a, a blockage, even uh, something like the Red Sea that just has stopped you. God's about to open the Red Sea for you. God's about to do incredible things. I want you to come. Lay your offering here. I'm going to wait. I'm not going to wait long because I'm going to lay hands on you. I ask these prophets and pastors and leaders, to join D and I, and we're going to minister to you in the Holy Ghost. I want you to bring that offering. I want you to open the door of God. I want you to open that door of God in the name of Jesus. Open that door of God. God's trying to do something in this first service. I know that I know that I know the voice of God. Pastor, even an apostle talked to us, and they believe that, that the altars are important in this conference this year. And I think this is so ordered of the Holy Spirit. I'll never forget 
as you keep bringing your offerings, bring it down here and lay it in Jesus' name. We're about to receive a miracle. We're about to receive a miracle. But I'll never forget sitting at the lunch table with Dr. Oral Roberts and one other pastor. He reached over and took my right hand and put his hand in it. And he said, from this day forward, there'll be miracles flow out of that hand. There's been so many, so many, so many miracles, breakthroughs, signs, and wonders since that day many years ago. And I want you right now, the beginning of this conference, the few minutes we have left in this service, I want you to obey God. Don't quench what God's trying to do. Bring an offering, lay it here, get yourself positioned. God's trying to position you for a miracle. He's trying to position you for a supernatural intervention of God. In Jesus' name. 30 more seconds, and I'm going to close. The Holy Spirit's talking to you. All I can do is tell you, you have to obey. One thing I've learned about you folks, you know the voice of God. I want you to obey God. Pastor, can you get somebody to set that out of the way? Slip your hands up right now over the room. God's about to testify. God is about to testify. If you're here tonight, the first call is this. You say, Dr. Barker, I'm here tonight. I have a sickness. I have a, a problem in my physical body. My faith is high to see a miracle take place. Miracles begin to happen at the very first service in physical bodies. If you're here and say, I need a miracle, I don't care what it is, be blood sugar, it can be blood pressure, it can be whatever, I feel an anointing for miracles in the house. Maybe it's something the doctor said you had to live with. Well, Dr. Jesus says you don't have to. If you're here and you need that miracle, I want you to slide out and come up here in Jesus' name. Anybody at all, just slide out here and say, it's my time. I want God to do it in my life. Those, go ahead, brother, step down here. Some others of you, don't hold back. You say, I, I, I don't understand. You don't have to understand. Just come and stand right here. Stand right there. Come on. Come on. It's your time. It's your God moment. We've prayed. We have fasted. We have sought God for this conference. We don't come here just to come here. We come here after seeking the face of God, asking God to do incredible things in your life. I want to talk to those who say, I'm here. Pastor Barker, I'm facing some things. I have to have God's direction. I have to have God's help. I need God to speak to me clearly. I want you to come. I want you to come. You're here, and you're just saying, I have to have some direction. You're at the right place. God, I feel the presence of Jesus. I feel the presence of the Lord. 
Your very movement to the front of this building, the very steps that you're taking, starts God to begin to work in your life. Something big, something incredible. Somebody that's here that needs a breakthrough. You say it's a major breakthrough in, in my situation. I want you to step out, slide down here at the front. Just stand here in this holy, holies of holies. God's about to testify. God's about to testify. I'm about to start laying hands on these people with these precious men and women of God. God's about to do something. Won't you two prophets come down here? Apostle. Pastor D. Come on, Pastor Jim. Come on, you pastors. Oh, Labakusata. It's been a long time since I really feel what I'm feeling right now. My whole body's trembling. There is an anointing that is permeating this atmosphere. God's going to change you from this night forward. There's a miracle in this room for you in the name of Jesus. Apostle, won't you anoint our hands, please, with oil? We're just going to start moving among you. You may be prayed for by one of us, then prayed for by another one of us. We're just going to lay hands on you. Please worship with us as you're in the, the pews and the chairs. Just worship as we begin to minister to these people.